Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you teach us by yourself tonight, in the name of Jesus. We ask tonight that you reveal yourself to us in your word, in the name of Jesus. Speak through me to me, Spirit of the living God. We hand over to you. In the name of Jesus, Thank you, Father. Maraka For in Jesus. Mighty name, we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Good evening, and you're welcome to the experience of the mandate. Tonight, we just want to, uh, you know, welcome ourselves into a new season, even as we're thankful to God for how far He has brought us. It has been a wonderful 2023 so far. And as we're wrapping up the year, by the grace of God, I'm planning for the new year. There are certain truths that we must speak with ourselves. There are certain things that we must remind ourselves of. And uh, there are certain experiences that we must be exposed to. If the year 2024 is going to be great. One thing I must let you know, that I believe family, and that is that year 2024 is going to be a wonderful year. I can assure you that it is going to be a wonderful year. But more importantly, there are things that we need to put in place if the year is going to be indeed wonderful. And so we're going to be having a lot of instructional or shall I say instructive series towards the end of this year. All of our series in December are going to be very instructive. Trust the spirit of the living God. Very instructive. Just like tonight. Praise the Lord. Now, John chapter 3 and verse 16. I like to reiterate this at this point. That while Jesus indeed came and took away the sins of the world, that was not his main mission. It is true. Now, hell is real. Heaven is real. Hell is also real. You are real. God is real. Jesus is real. The Holy Spirit is real. I'm saying these things so that we can be clear <laughs> about certain things. Sin is real. There are consequences for sins. I was good now, but I am saying that the main purpose of Jesus was not sin. In fact, the main purpose, or let me say, the main problem that man had was not sin. The main problem of man 
was brought by sin, not sin itself. The main problem of man was that death, a separation from God. Because that is first and foremost what death is. Death simply means separation from the life-giving entity that gives something its life. While life is the form and manifestation of a thing, death is simply the absence of the form and manifestation of that thing, which is the separation. So, men needed Jesus, or say, we needed Jesus because we didn't have life. We were separated from God, listen to me tonight, and we did no, long, we no longer have the form and manifestation of God any longer. And that was why the name of the Lord Jesus. So the mandate of the Lord Jesus was to restore life to man. Taking away sin was a product of the mandate. Defeating Satan is a product of the mandate. Giving dominion to men is a product of the mandate. Triumphing over all things for men is a product of the mandate. The mandate remains that God wants us to share his life. Emphasis on share his life. Now, I am reintroducing this mandate to us because it has a significance to our life. In John chapter 3 and verse 16, very popular scripture, the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God loved the world. God loved the world. And so he gave his only begotten son. Why? That whosoever believeth in this son should no longer perish. But have life eternal. So the mandate of the Lord Jesus was the restoration of life in man. Or say, restoration of life to man. So Jesus came so that life can be restored to you. So as you're listening to me now, if you have received the Lord Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you have life in you. But a lack of understanding of this life is one of the reasons why we can't experience this life. Now, in 1 John chapter 5, verse 11, 1 John 
chapter 5 and verse 11. Apostle John was speaking, I mean, the Holy Spirit, Apostle John was speaking in this fixed scripture, and he said this. He said, from verse 10, please. Let's take from verse 10, please. It says, He that believes on the Son of God as the witness in himself. He that believes on the Son of God has the witness in himself. It says, He that believes not God has made God a liar. Because he believes not the record that God gave us of his Son. Verse 11. And it says, And this is the record. Somebody say, This is the record. That God has given to us eternal life. This is the record. This is the record. That God has given to us eternal life. And it says, and this life is, is, is in his son. Now, verse 12 says, he that has the son has life. Now, he that has not the son of God has not life. So the mandate of the Lord Jesus was to restore life to men. Praise the Lord. Now verse 20 says, And we know that the Son of God is come and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. The Son of God is come. He has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him. That is true. Even in his son, Jesus Christ. He says, this is the true God and eternal life. This is the true God and eternal life. Now, this life that you have received, or say this life that has been restored to you, has grave implications. Grave implications. But we must understand that the beginning of the mandate of the Lord Jesus was to restore life to men. Now, we were saying earlier that the life of a thing, I'll say the definition of life is simply the form a manifestation of a thing. The form and manifestation of a thing. We can also say it is the life-giving force of a thing. So in other words, the Lord Jesus came to restore man back to the status of God. 
Because God said, let us create man in our image and after our likeness, that they may have dominion. Praise God. So, as you're listening to me now, you are a carrier of the life of God. Now, a carrier of the life of God is designed to live by manifestations. I mean, is designed to have manifestations of that life. Praise God. But what we have done, and it's limiting our experience of the life, is that we have turned everything about the life of God. In fact, we have turned the mandate of the Lord Jesus to either the issue of sin or turning God himself to Father Christmas. I am saying one of the things you need to do in the year 2023 as we're rounding up is to reevaluate your Christian life. God didn't send his son just so you could pray for him about all of your needs. He sent his son so that you can become a source of meeting other people's needs. So I am saying to you this for you to understand that you are not helpless. I am saying this for you to understand that you are not, uh, you know, resourceless. And being honest with you, you have the first ingredient that is required to be able to bring forth things, to be able to have dominion. And with the partnership of the Holy Spirit, you can indeed become in, impossible to stop. But there is a challenge. The challenge is that the life in you has a form and has rules to its manifestation. In fact, Galatians chapter 5, I mean, chapter 2 and verse 20, Apostle Paul was speaking here, he said, I am crucified with Christ. He said, nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But the life that I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. The life that I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God. That scripture is not a confession. That scripture is, how do you put it now? It's an instruction. That the life in you can manifest. The life in you can manifest. But you have to allow the life in you to manifest. How do you allow, how do you do this? By living that life. Now look at this. The essence of the life in Christ, that is the essence of the life that God has restored to you is sharing. 
the essence is that you are sharing. And that is exactly where I'm going today. This is a school of prosperity and influence. I'll be frank with you now. You can be a member of the school of prosperity and influence for five years and you are nowhere near prosperity. I'm being honest with you. And it does not mean that people are not getting prosperous here. You know, one of the things that God taught me early enough was that, listen to me, the principles for prosperity applies to every believer. God does not have a senior brother. The es I am going some. The essence of our life in Christ is sharing. So if you are going to prosper, listen to me tonight. If you are going to experience the mandate, you must have the mindset and I mean the mentality and the mindset of a sharer. The Bible says, God so loved the world. And the next thing he did was that he gave. John chapter 10, verse 10. The Lord Jesus said, the thief cometh to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The thief cometh to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But he said, I came so that you may have life. And that you may have this life abundantly. You know, it, it took me some time to understand what he was really saying there. It took me a long time, not just some time. The, the reason I came is so that you can have life and that you may have it abundantly. And I begin to wonder. So you have the life. When you receive the Lord Jesus, you receive the life. Quite all right. But he said that you may also have it abundantly. Now, can you have abundantly what you do not experience. Or let's take it this way. To add something in abundance means to multiply it. To have a thing in abundance simply means to multiply it. Praise God. To have a thing in abundance simply means to multiply. Now, can you multiply what you cannot use? I mean, can you multiply what you cannot point to? Can you multiply what you have not experienced? So, there is a secret to the abundant life Jesus, Jesus was promising you. He said, I came that you may have life and that you may have it abundantly. And there is a secret to this abundant life. That secret is sharing. Praise God. That secret is sharing.
No wonder. The Bible says, hearing is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Hearing is our love made perfect. You know, Apostle John talked a lot about love. In fact, the Bible says that of all the things that are most important, say there, there is love, there is faith, and there is hope. And instead of these three, love still remains the greatest. And the simplest definition for love, as Jesus introduced this to us, is sharing or say charity. We realized in the early church, one of the things that made it easier for them, sincerely, one of the things that made it easier for them to manifest the life of God and have manifestations of the Holy Spirit amongst them was the mentality that was in them. First off, you will notice that in the description of the early Christians, there were, there were many use of the word one accord. First, in the baptism at Pentecost, the Bible says they were all in one accord in a place. They were all together. All in one accord. They saw each other as one. After the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we saw that they began to gather they began to pray and they began to continue in the apostles' doctrine and they were all together. No, nobody lacked anything. Nobody said, this one belonged to me. They all shared. And the Holy Spirit was amongst them. I am being honest with you. If you are desiring prosperity for acclamations, if you think prosperity is about your ambitions, if you think it is about your personal upliftment so that you can be known in society or you can brag, you have missed it. Pros the essence of prosperity is sharing. The essence of the mandate is sharing. Now, if you do not build the mentality of a man in that mandate, now, you cannot experience the fullness of that mandate. I'm saying this, that if you do not build the mentality of a sharer now, and being honest with you, you will not get the, the results that you really desire. You won't. You remember Ananias and Sapphira? They sold the land. You know, they sold the land and decided to keep some of the money for themselves and they lied to the Holy Spirit. And they died. There are people that are doing worse than Ananias and Sapphira today. Yet, God is giving them a chance. Praise God. Today we come to, I'm being honest with you, these are things you must change next year, this year. You go to church, you turn it to a competition. 
oh brother lagbaja is looking better than i'm doing today no i'm going to i'm going to show them uh, you know i've had counselors sometimes people say they are preparing for church and they say ah on church on sunday people will know we'll show them we know we do thanksgiving just so that people can know that it is around where is our love Praise God. We're rather than share, we can gossip about people that they don't have. Where is our love? As individuals, we have a responsibility to be sharers in a ministry. We have responsibilities to be sharers anywhere in any fellowship we find ourselves. Share amongst that other, each other. You, I'm being honest with you. You need to create the culture of a sharer right from now. But somebody say, "But pastor, I don't even have enough." Somebody saying, I don't even have enough. And my answer is, you lie. The truth is this, that you have enough to share as of now. You have time to share. You have... Even if it's, of, if it's a few naira, you have it to share. Even if it is compassion, you have it to share. You know, I, 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 I don't know how we got here, but we, we prefer to gossip about brothers and sisters in the forum rather than pray for them. The same energy you can spend on gossiping about them is the same energy you would have spent if you prayed for them. We want God to bless us, forgetting that we are the carriers of the blessing. Let, let me be frank with you now, that you are already, see everything you are expecting from God to happen, God is expecting you to produce it. Praise God. I, I'm being honest with you, everything you are expecting, I'm being honest with you. Romans chapter 8 and verse 32. The Bible says that he that spared not his own son, how shall he not along with him freely gives us all things? And ladies and gentlemen, all things means all things. Everything you are trusting God for, praise God, God is trusting you to produce. Not by your physical efforts now. But I'm telling you that God is expecting you to manifest these things. Praise God. Now, Jesus was trusting God. Let's take a practical example. Jesus fed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and five fishes. Isn't that true? He did that. Wonderful. Now, ah, the question is how? 
The Bible says he, he collected that food and he thanked God genuinely for it. The Father, I thank you for this. And then he blessed the food. I would together now. And then he began to share. If Jesus didn't have the mentality of a sharer and he had the mentality of a buzzer, he would, that miracle would never have happened. And being honest with you, there are miracles lying down, lying fallow in the life that is in you. And being honest with you, the life of God is in you. The reason it is not manifesting is that you cannot think and see beyond yourself. I am saying these things so that you can become familiar with them now. The miracles that you desire, God is trusting you to manifest it. There are many scriptures that, that attest to what I'm saying. We just read one. Romans chapter 8 and verse 32. You can read it for yourself. He didn't spare his son. So he gave us everything along with his son. So the challenge is that he gave us everything along with this son. So rather than we pay attention to the pattern that his son has laid, no, we have our own ambitions and we want to use the son to solve them. Praise God. So it is causing us to say things like, as a Christian, you should not be competing with unbelievers you have won outrightly. While that is true, we should also remember that as a Christian, the way you win outrightly is by living the way that Christ has shown. I'm being honest with you, there are many other principles attached to manifestation of the life that is in you but for today i am emphasizing on sharing you did not notice i did not say giving i am emphasizing on sharing because using the word giving it seems like even when we say giving it's, it's looking like um like um a, a benevolent attitude like you are giving something out of what you have you don't really have anything god has given them all to you you are expected to share and this is why I'm changing the language to sharing. Share. I know you think it is small. I'm being honest with you. It will always be small. The bread and the fish were small for 5,000 people. The truth is this. Listen to me. Praise God. The truth is that the things that you can gather with your own hands will never be enough to cater for all of the needs that you will have. And God is telling you, if you are going to be able to experience more of me, you are going to have to learn to live in my love. First John chapter 4, the Bible says that God is love. He that abided in love abided in God. Refresh that. God is sharing. God loved the world and he shared his begotten son with us. That God is, the Bible says that he that continually shares, he 
It says he's abiding in God. So you need to stop thinking as of God as an external factor in heaven that will come down when you cry, or that will come down when you pray fervently, or that you come down when you quote scriptures. You need to do better. You need to understand that God is in you. And he's willing to manifest himself through you. If only and only you are going to live according to his ways. Praise the Lord. I am re-emphasizing this. You need to start thinking about it. Now, think about it. How much of your life did you share with the brethren this year? Think about it. Uh, Just how much of your life did you share with the brethren this year? And you want to prosper. The truth is this. That... If you don't give out value, or let's say this way, if you don't share value, you won't get value. I remember the first time I joined my current my, my church currently. I saw a banner in the church. The banner reads, Let's make poverty a thing of the past by giving. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It took me over a year to understand that statement. Let us make poverty a thing of the past by giving. So I am saying, let us make poverty a thing of the past amongst us by sharing. For some of us to even share these messages that we listen to is a challenge. But we can gossip about people that are going through things. I am not, sincerely, I am not abusing anybody. I am saying this so that we can check ourselves. We can discuss people's issues without offering solutions. We can be so concerned with other people's business without actually helping them think for think of a solution. You need to change these things. The truth is this, that no one is going to become great. I was going to now. In the kingdom of God, by being selfish or with selfish ambition. Ambition accounts for nothing. So first and foremost, if you want to experience the life of God that is available in you, you are going to have to develop the mentality of a sharer. Share this life. I've taught us before that when you see someone that is sick, the first thing you do is to share the life of God that is in you with that person. 
I understand that you can give them money to get drugs, give them money to get food. But sincerely, the first thing you do is to share the life that you have with them. But if you ask somebody to pray for the sick, they will say, I'm not a pastor. But when you are sick, you expect to pray and be healed. This thing, this thing is simple. You are saved. Wonderful. You are enjoying God's love. Wonderful. It does not give you the right to go ahead and begin to call your unsaved neighbors names and say those ones ah this way and begin to look at them and begin to look at them with disdain or be waiting for the day that they are going to die to let or you are going to see their punishment in hell you are not going anywhere you are not going to grow that way you need to become the kind of person that goes into the place of prayer for the sake of your unsafe neighbors Praying on their behalf, interceding for them. I understand that you may not be able to preach to them, but the least you can do is to pray for them. Commit their lives into the hands of God. Ask God to send laborers to that vine. You, you are looking at a ripe harvest. And as a laborer, you are choosing to do nothing about it rather than, other than that, you are talking about it. And you are expecting your employer to pay you. It does not work like that. So when you see the seed, you lay hands on them, you pray for them, you offer them food, you offer them medicine. When you hear a brother in need, you look out for them. You commit yourself, you, you understand that your resources, your, even yourself, if even the life that you are living is not yours. It means that none of the resources that are committed into your hands are really yours. They were given so you can share. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 10. This is for people that think that they do not have enough as of now. Because 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 10. Second Corinthians chapter 9. Understand. The Bible says, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things, it says, may abound to every good work. It says, God is able to make all grace come to you, that you having sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. 
Now, verse 10 says, Now, he that ministers seed to the sower, both ministered bread for your food. It says, And multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruit of your righteousness. It says, You will be enriched in everything. <coughs> Excuse me. To all bountifulness, which cause through us thanksgiving to God. It is God that ministers bread for your food. It is God that ministers seed to be sown. It is the same God that will increase the fruit of your righteousness. So what we are doing is that we are praying for an increase in the fruit of our righteousness. Hallelujah. But we have refused to sow. Or say, we are refusing to sow. Praise the Lord. So you must understand this tonight that if you are going to prosper and you are going to experience the life of God that is in you, you are going to have to learn to trust the Holy Spirit and develop the mentality of a sharer. You must carry this mindset every time that nothing I have in my hands belongs to me. Everything belongs to God. Everything, my time, my life, my resources, my wisdom, my energy, everything is given to me by God and for the sole purpose of multiplying it. And the way to multiply in the kingdom is by sharing. I understand that this is not the way to multiply in the world. The way to multiply in the world is by hoarding, by saving and keeping but in the kingdom the way to multiply is by sharing so if you have joy now and you want to multiply that joy share that joy with people you have a testimony now and you want to multiply this uh, these testimonies share it with people i mean introduce people to the things that you did that enabled you to experience that testimony one of the reasons why sincerely with the children of god as we have this issue once in a while this moment we are feeling like god is with us the next moment we are feeling like we are alone the reason that up and down is there is because when god was with you you didn't share with others when you were feeling like god was with you you didn't share that feeling with others because the truth is that there, there were some things that you were doing with god that others could be doing. There are people out there with problems that are bigger than your own. There are people out there with the exact same kind of problems you have dealt with in the past. You need to share the solutions with others. Because I know, I, I realize that when we talk, every time we talk about sharing, what comes to our mind is money. And so everybody shuts down automatically and we say we don't have money. Sincerely speaking, everyone that says they don't have, 
Are we together now? Everyone that is saying they don't have, we never have. Every time they ask you, can you please find some time to help us do this? You say, I don't have time. You will never have time. Every time they ask you, please, can you give us some money to do this? You have the money, but you are doing calculation. You are saying, I don't have. You will never have. The secret to having and multiplying is sharing. Sharing with God and with man. So I want us to make a commitment tonight, even as we are planning towards the year 2024, that we are going to work towards developing the mentality of a sharer. That you are going to consciously engage in working towards the mentality of a sharer. That you are going to become an active sharer. Praise God. This is important for us. We have talked about giving as a law of prosperity in the past. Those are one of the audios that you're listening to as a new member of this fellowship. Giving. But the truth is that this is beyond giving. Sharing. If you are going to experience the life of God that is in you, you are going to have to learn to share it. You are going to have to learn to share it. I am repeating. You are going to have to learn to share it. You try one thing. If you have been praying before and your prayer life has not been bringing results, I'm being honest with you, try this for a change. Why don't you try start praying for others? Praise God. Why don't you allow the Holy Spirit to pray through you for others? You want to get results in the place of prayer. Because getting results in the, in the place of prayer is important to our morale as Christians. You've been praying in the past, you have not been getting enough results. Try this. Switch your prayers to intercession for others and see the result that will come. What you will notice is that before you, before you spend two minutes praying about yourself, what we follow is answer. Wherever you find people sharing, the Holy Spirit is amongst them. Praise God. Make a commitment to share. Make a commitment to share. Like I said earlier, the whole of December, we are using it to do some a lot of rearrangement in our plans, a lot of rearrangement in our lives even towards the new year. Praise God.
So as you're approaching the year, you have it has to become one of your goals that I want to become a sharer in the kingdom. And the truth is, you don't have to wait for anything special to happen. You can start right where you are. God has ministers both bread for your food and he has ministered seed. No matter how small, he has ministered seed. No matter how small, he has ministered seed. No matter how small, God has provided seed. No matter how small, God has provided something to share with you. It is up to you to share. And I pray for you today in the name of Jesus. That the grace to go out there and be a true share is manifested in your life. In the name of Jesus. Can we begin to pray tonight? That Father, first we are sorry. That we are sorry in any way we have let you down by refusing to share. As an individual, as a family, we have come to say, Father, we are sorry. This is a very serious prayer. Because failing to share can hinder your growth. I kid you not. But Father, we are sorry. In any way we have let you down by hoarding. In every way we have let you down by refusing to share. We have come to say we are sorry. We are praying. We have come to say we are sorry. And we thank you because the blood of Jesus has washed us clean from everything. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Now, let's take this prayer. We're going to ask for the help of the Holy Ghost as we make a commitment to become sharers. We're asking for the help of the Holy Ghost.